0: Hi, my name is Tori, and welcome to the first episode of Tori Sorsky on Air, which is the new podcast that I'm trying out. So in this episode, I wanted to look at some of the old stories that I wrote when I was younger because I just loved writing stuff um, when I was a kid, and I thought it'd be fun to reread these for the first time and share them with you. Some of these I don't remember at all. Some of these I remember a bit of. But I thought it'd be fun to just read through them and share them with you. So these aren't in any particular order because, I don't know, I just kind of threw them here in a bit of a random way. But we're going to open this one first. Um, This one is called Words. I have no idea. Yeah, another disclaimer here. I don't know if all of these are mine necessarily because... Um, When I was a kid, we all shared one computer, and on that computer, we all shared one account. So all the Google Docs, or not the Google Docs, the Microsoft Word files were all on the same account. So I don't know if these are all by me or if they are a collection of me and my siblings. There are ones that are clearly by me because they have my name on them. But we're going to start with this document called Words. Um, Hold on, let me see. When was this? Published, all right, this said it was last modified December 27th, 2016. So here we are. Once upon a time, there was a little shit named Nicholas. Okay, this is a good start. I don't, (laughs) this actually might be my sister who wrote this, but I wouldn't be surprised if I did. He was young and stupid, but he wasn't to blame. The day he was born, a witch cursed him so he could not use his brain properly. He was very sad, but he made it through life. On a cloudy day, an old man visited his house and asked for a loaf of bread. Nickel, spelled N-I-C-K-L, good one, was very confused, for he had never seen another person than his mother. All right, he barely knew English, so it was near impossible to respond to the man. But he did try. Sir, me not have loaf give you, so apologize by. What? what is this writing and he closed the door on his face this indeed made the man very angry and he began to beat on the door nick spelled n-i-k this time opened it up once again but he could not find the right words so he just shook his head the man took great offense to this and whacked him with a cane knocking him out knocking him out well that was just glorious But on this very document, there is another little story here called Trial. All right, I don't think you're ready for this. An old lady sat in court, singing a sad song. Nothing left, she sang. There is nothing left. This was all she could remember of the song, and so she repeated it over and over. Ma'am, the judge said, it is time to go. She shook her head. But he... He's not here. You said he would be here. I never said that. I said you would see him again. It will be soon. The lady was paralyzed. Stop lying to me. He is dead. I know it. I saw him killed. His blood was upon my hands. The warmth trickled through my fingers. What? don't worry he said you will see him now the judge took the shotgun off the wall isn't that what you want what the hell (laughs) oh boy this is beautiful okay so we got this next one called games and each of these characters is a series of numbers so i'm gonna just bear with me okay So, 2385 is this first character. We also have 3965 and 3055. Okay. Will you turn that off? In a minute. Don't you have any patience? I'm tired of it. That's all you do. Staring at a screen, clicking buttons. It's a beautiful day outside. Please enjoy the sun. Can't you understand? There's no save button. Five more minutes. Martha, she's in position. Take her down. I can't. Well, someone has to die. I'll do it, but only if you promise this will work. Please don't play games with me. It will, now. I have no idea what this is supposed to be. I like, <laughs> I'm assuming it's supposed to be some kind of like, oh, playing video games, but I don't, like, what's, what's the point? <laughs> anyway, so that was our first set of stories here. Let's move on to another one. Um, This is Travis. Now, this story I recall bits and pieces of. I believe Travis is a homeless old man that has a flower pot on his head. Don't remember how this started, but I briefly recall it. Okay. Everyone in Willisburg, I already messed up. Everyone in Willisburg knows about Travis. Some people knew him because he shopped at his their at their stores. Some people knew him as a neighbor. Many people knew him as the beggar that went to their house on Thursdays. But everyone knew him for his flower pot. Why Thursdays? That's so random. Oh, l- listen to this name. Travis Clipper. Mmm. I also so I also had an obsession with using names that I made up or weren't real because i was like oh i can't use real names that's unoriginal <laughs> which is honestly kind of really stupid but that's what i believed i was like i can't use original names that's not okay so we have travis clipper here anyway c- continuing on travis clipper had lived in willisburg all his life he was born in a hospital on the rich side of town and he grew up in a nice house nearby when travis was three his mother an- had a son and named him willie Since the day his baby brother was born, Travis would not leave Willie's side. His bed was moved into Willie's room so he could be with him at all times. On Travis's fourth birthday, his father which- why is H capitalized? Is he- his birthday? His father. So is Travis a deity? (laughs) His father told him not to grow up with the baby. It would ruin his reputation. What? The next day, Travis moved out of Willie's room. I don't know what this, what my sense of, like, what? So Travis turns four, and his father was like, you can't grow up with the baby. It'll ruin either the father's reputation or Travis's reputation. I don't really know, but that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so Travis moves out of Willie's room, whatever. Travis's mother worked in a popular pastry shop called Sally's Sweets. The shop originally sold candies, but then she decided pastries would be a better hit. She was right. Oh, dang, those pastries. The pastries were delicious, and a few customers would eat them right after they bought them. Wow, what quirky guys. Some people would finish one and buy another. One time, someone left the shop and came back with five of his friends. That was a big sale, guys. When he was five, many people knew Travis because he handled the money and change. He was surprisingly good at the math, and people would sometimes give Travis tips. One customer gave him five dollars for his job. His mother was very proud. Above everything at Above everything at the past Ugh, whoops my bad. Above everything at the pastry shop, the most famous thing was not the pastries or Travis. It was something that his mother refused to sell anyone even for a million dollars. Oh excuse me, sorry about that <laughs> something so beautiful that grown men would wail and beg for one. <laughs> When somebody offered all his money for two, but Sally turned down the money once again, she would never let go of her flower pots. Okay, what? So apparently, she has these gorgeous flower pots that grown men would wail and beg for one, right? But someone offered all of their money for two? Not one. Like, why two? Why did I say two? Someone offered all his money for two like that's so awkward okay anyway moving on moving on on the shelves behind her were the most astounding flower pots ever created they each had a new and complicated design different from the rest sometimes so confusing you couldn't tell where a line started and ended what some were so shiny you could see a detailed reflection in it and still see the design there were only some they were only some great works of travis's father that's an awful sentence Marcus Clipper's room—that's the dad I'm assuming—had shelves full of more pottery than you could imagine. These designs were more unique and complex than the others, and he would make one every week, every month. He would go out the back door of his house, through the, great, through the gate, straight to the—I cannot talk <laughs> through the gate, straight into the pastry shop. Then Marcus would give the flower pot to Sally. The other incredible creations were being saved for later. He refused to sell these until the fair. The fair? Wow, there's a fair in this town? I wanna live here. Where he was going to auction them off. The day of the fire, oh god, there's a fire now too? He was working on a pot that would show a chaotic action, a chaotic auction at the fair. Unfortunately, he never got to finish it. He had a premonition. Anyway. Travis was helping open the shop to a beautiful June morning. There were streamers and happy birthday balloons everywhere. A new pot had been added to the shelves. It had an image of a woman holding a smiling young child. Around them were dark spirits, fires, and many other evil things. The left side of the woman's face was smiling down at the child, but the right side was looking at the evils of the world in fear. No matter what, she kept her child close. This is this is artistic, Tori. You, you had... Really cool pot designs in mind, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, Willie's second birthday had everyone stirring. It was the perfect day to sell pastries. (laughs) Isn't every day the perfect day to sell pastries? But okay. And Willie was starting to help the shop. His job was to give the pastries to the customers. Like Travis, people would sometimes give him tips. Damn, they're just swimming in pastry dough. Get it, because money, but also pastries? I'm so funny. Anyway, <laughs> Travis grabbed the new flower pot, placed it in a cart, dropped Willie in it, and dropped will just dropped him? He went out the back door of the shop, through the gate, into the house, up the stairs, into his father's workroom. Travis called out, Daddy, daddy, but no one answered. As Travis turned his left, he stared, horrified at his father's dead body. He saw a bullet hole in his father's side and realized the man must have come here first. The, the man? Did I miss something? Shivering, Travis walked over to the secret hiding place his father had showed him. I don't know where I was going with this, but that's where it ends. Also, I thought there was a fire. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ba 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 bah, 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 bah. Marcus would Marcus, uh, Travis, no, 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 no. The day of the fire. I guess I was preparing to write about a fire or I forgot what I w- the narrative and I was like, oh, you know what, we're gonna have him be shot instead. That's a great idea. Anyway, so that was Travis. That was a bit long, so I might edit out some of the more boring parts of it. I don't know, we'll see. I don't know how this is gonna go down, but that's that. The next one we have here is called Titan. Oh boy, how long is this? Oh, this is, oh, it's not double-spaced. Sorry, I'm just so used to writing essays where it's double-spaced and seeing it not double-spaced makes me very uncomfortable. Anyway, this is Titan, seven years. That's how long it's going to take. When my parents announced I'd be going, I was so excited. They signed me up with group F5 and they told me I'd be in the same group as Toby Sherman, our next door neighbor. Why they did this to me, I don't know. Toby is the most annoying person in the world, and I, would, and I would have to work with him. All he ever does is talk, 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 and he tries to bother me as much as possible. And I love it. What? Toby has tried desperately many times to do something bad to me, but it always backs, backfires. Once, when we were about nine years old, Toby hit a dead spider in my shoe so I'd look like a fool in front of our neighbors at the barbecue. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Damn, my sense of what's embarrassing. Finding a dead spider in your shoe and making a fool in front of your neighbors at a barbecue. That's mm, top tier. Anyway. <laughs> I was minding my own business and putting on my shoe when a cry erupted next to me. Apparently, the spider was alive, and it crawled into Toby's shoe. It was wandering all over his foot, and he was trying to blow it up. I laughed so hard, I almost peed myself. (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever laugh again. Jesus Christ, what is this writing? Also, this seems like a very unstable relationship. So first, this person... Complains all he ever does is talk 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 and tries to bother me and then and then they say that they love it And then that toby is trying to do something bad to them I'm assuming it's all in fun of games, but the way this is written. This sounds like an abusive ass relationship, but I don't know I don't know we we just left off with I don't know if I'll ever laugh to laugh again, so Let's just see what happens, okay Right now. I wander with my parents at the station doing the do doing the opposite of smiling. (laughs) Tori, listen, I know you wanna like sound cool or something and be like, I'm edgy, I don't say frowning, I say doing the opposite of smiling, but that sounds so stupid, so stupid. Anyway, doing the opposite of smiling, scowling at the stupid law. Everyone who's 13 years old 13 years old is required to go to titan to make more room on earth for children and adults oh i recall this now titan is a moon of saturn and i remember being like oh because there's a video or something i watched where it's like oh titan has water on it or something and it's basically earth but around saturn and then i was like i'm writing a story on this anyway Uh, So basically, on my 13th birthday, I'm shipped off to Saturn's largest moon on a seven-year journey. Tiffany is so lucky she gets to stay behind. She's 14, so she's never leaving Earth. I hate being the younger sister. What? Is this like the first time they're going to Titan? Because I'm very confused. So just the 13-year-olds get shipped off to Titan? But then her her older sister... I don't know. We go to section F where our shuttle is waiting and I get into line five, the last line. We file behind Toby, a girl I barely recognize as Ashley and a boy whom I have never seen. None of us talk as we carry our paper bags at our sides. We were instructed by the STA to bring a paper bag of things we would want with us on the journey for seven years. The problem was we only had a small box to put our stuff in for our whole group, which was everyone in our line. I look behind me and see my parents have left. I let out a deep breath as we go into the preparation room. And that's capitalized, so you know it's serious business. Anyway, our instructor is a blonde woman who introduces herself as Kelly. Welcome, she says. Welcome to the preparation room. Here is where you will go through the items you have brought and select the items that will fit in the box amongst your group. Select carefully. We have a list of what the other travelers have brought. She pulls out a white paper with words scribbled on it. Bring what is not on the list, or if you think there should be more than one item on the list, bring that ob... What? Bring what is not on the list. Or if you think there should be more than one item on the list, bring that object as well. It's yours to decide. What does that mean? (laughs) What? Anyway. Anyway. With that, she left the room. Whatever she just said, I don't know. The four of us stare at each other, taking each other in. I lost my place. There we are. (laughs) I don't need to note Toby's sandy hair and mischievous blue eyes, so I move on. Ashley, as I remember her to be, has long black hair and mysterious black eyes that you could stare into forever and wonder if there's anything in that bottomless pit. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The other boy I I do not know isn't paying attention and fiddling with his thumbs. He has brown hair, like mine, and what looks like a few pimples, damn. You, you tell him. I can't see his eyes because they are closed. After a few minutes, I am the first to speak. So, I say, wishing I could sound a bit more interesting. So, Ashley repeats back. So, Toby says, is that all, is that all we're gonna say today? Aren't we here to get something done? Okay, first we steal Tori's- Wait a second, this is about me? This main character is supposed to be me or at least someone named Tori that's 13. When did I write this? When did I write this? Hold up, hold up, hold up. This is from January 25th. Yeah, I was 13. No, actually, I was 14. But I was almost 13, so 13 seems super cool or something. I don't know. Anyway... (laughs) As Toby was saying, aren't we here to get something done? Okay, first we steal Tori's favorite sock, which I'm sure she brought. Oh wait, I guess I should try my other devious plan. (laughs) (laughs) This is so bad. The whole time I feel my face slowly and dramatically roll my eyes. I think I was trying to say, like feel my face slowly heating up or like blushing or something, but it's just, I feel my face slowly. (laughs) Like a what? Anyway. Ashley gives Toby a nervous look, like seriously. The boy in the corner is still twiddling his thumbs, but he looks up nervously, and I see his eyes are bright red. I jump back in surprise, and the boy locks eyes with me. I look away, embarrassed. Um, I say, I guess we should introduce ourselves. I'm Tori. I make sure you, I make sure my you don't bother me glance at Toby is extra exaggerated. <laughs> what? He glares back, saying, I'm Toby. He continues to stare, so I just look away. Ashley waits at us. Amy. So that's what it was. I wasn't sure, so I just referred to this character as Ashley the entire time, even though her name was Amy, but okay. We all look expectantly at the boy. He looks up and give us, gives us a weak smile. He pulls a notebook and pencil and begins to write down a long note. After about a minute, he pushes it forward and goes back to playing with his thumbs. I scoot forward to read the note. Dear Toby, Ashley, Tori, my name is Justin. I can't talk. I was born that way. Don't ask about my eyes. It's none of your business. Nice to meet you all. I hope we can compromise in the next hour. Love, love, Justin Hartman. Also, I said dear Toby, Ashley, Tori, even though I established that Ashley was actually named Amy. So clearly there's no continuity in this actual story. Also, why is he saying love when he just met these people? Whatever, it's fine. Suddenly I understand his silence Yes, yeah, suddenly, even though he literally just told you, okay. I nod at him and then look at the rest of the group. None of <laughs> None of talk, but I can tell Amy is rehearsing something in her mind. <laughs> None of talk <laughs> Oh beautiful. After a few minutes she finally speaks. Okay, Amy says. Beforehand I made a list of categories I think we would have brought. Obviously we have a small box. I think we should bring one to two items each from each each category. The first category is personal items of yours. Any objections? Amy eyes all of us. None of us move or talk. I guess not. That's good. Um, she takes in a deep breath. I guess put a personal item in front of you. Amy puts a small photo album in the center of her circle. Going through my bag, I fin- finger my shiny silver medal. Back when my parents loved me, they entered me in all sorts of athletic competitions. This medal was won in a 5K race of at least 100 kids, and I had gotten first place. My parents were so proud, but that was before things got complicated. Also, this very specific medal, I know why I included this, because I... It was either... I think it was a couple years before that. My family and I would always go to 5K races, which 5 kilometer races, that's like 3.1 or 2 miles. I don't know, but... I got third place in my age group and I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get first place next time. And this, at least a hundred kids, I wonder if that's how many were actually there when I did that race because I was like, this this needs to be incorporated into the story because it's really cool. Even though I didn't get first place, but I was like, I need to look cool and say I got first place even though I didn't. Anyway, my parents were so proud, but that was before things got complicated. I gently place it next to Amy's photo album. I look at Toby wondering what he brought, but he's just sitting there smiling. Amy, be- the, hmm. Amy beats me to the to questioning him. Did you not bring anything personal, she asks. Toby calmly a- answers, oh, I brought something personal. Do you want to meet him? I stare at him, praying he doesn't bring his lucky sock, Smelly. <laughs> what? What is it with lucky socks? Because, because Toby has a lucky sock named Smelly, and I'm pretty sure... First, we steal Tori's favorite sock. What is my obsession with socks in this? What? Grasped in Toby's hands is a clear plastic ball with the cutest hamster I've ever seen contained inside. Toby's grin grows wide. Meat smelly, named after the infamous sock. <laughs> oh my god. Unfortunately, Mom throw. throw throw him out a week ago i don't know how to spell apparently yep good one Tori. his expression turned stupidly sad i barely noticed what but you just said his expression turned sad okay, anyway i was too focused on the tiny orange fur ball. its hands were pressed up against the side of the ball like all he wanted to do was escape then a sudden wave of reality hit me um toby you do know animals aren't allowed on the shuttle i mean the whole scarcity on food and everything Toby put his hand up. Don't worry, I stuffed this pinata. He he just called his hamster a pinata. I I I don't know. I stuffed this pinata so he won't need to eat for a week. Also, I'm going to split a portion of every meal with him so he won't go hungry. He'll have so much fun in zero gravity. Toby gave a little gave a little laugh. I almost forgot to tell you, little chickenaka news here. Okay, chickenaka news. There's a story on that. There's going to be a story that mentions Chicken Naka News again. So I'm going to talk about that and then I'm going to see if I can find it. Because Chicken Naka News. So my brother, when he was younger, he would just randomly say really weird things. One of the things he would say is Chicken Naka News and a rock and roll band. For no reason. I don't know how this started. It might have been because he was trying to quote something. I don't really know. But then that started and I was like Chicken Naka News. I'm going to incorporate that. And I I don't know where I was going because that's where the Titan story ends. It ends with Chikanaka News here. And I think that might be, like, I don't know. I know for sure that there's a story in here somewhere where Chikanaka News is a planet. But I do not know where it is. It's somewhere in this collection of stories that I have. But I'm not exactly sure where, so... Bear with me, we'll figure it out. All right, this next document is called This is (laughs) Tori. Oh, Jesus. This is Tori's journal. It is here because I love modern technology. I will date every entry and the font type will be special. Thanks. Okay, this is from January 20th, 2014. Yo, bros, my new journal is pretty cool. Do you like it? I do. Who is probably you? Ha! Now that's funny. I am doing a science packet for homework and I hate it. I also have an SS test tomorrow. That stands for social studies for anyone who is not sophisticated enough to know that. <laughs> and I am not ready for it. It is so irritating. I am also convinced that my sister likes the specific person. I, ha- I have to leave. It's time for bed. Bye. I'm not talking about I'm not going to say my sister's name or this person, but I'm pretty sure this person that I just listed, she absolutely hated. So I don't know why it's there. Honestly, actually, she might have liked him at some point. I don't really remember. But that's actually kind of funny that I was talking shit about my sister. (laughs) All right, this next one, the Zoo Clues. This, I believe, is my young author's story from third grade. If you don't know what young authors is, yeah, I know. Stop. Um, no, oh thank God! It's just the first page is blank. I thought there was nothing there, and I was gonna cry. No, but this the zoo clues. This story, I believe, was for young authors. Which, if no one, if you don't know what young authors is, it might just be a U.S. thing. I don't know, but it's basically where a bunch of students write short stories, and then certain people get have their stories get picked to be like, hey, this was the best. These were the best few stories in the fourth grade in the district, and this was the best story of all the fourth grade stories, because in fourth grade, I was the best in the district, in the school district for fourth grade, and that that made, made me the state representative, and there was this whole event that I went to. The Zoo Clues is not the winner of that story. This one's from third grade, and this was semi-plagiarized from I wouldn't say plagiarize. Actually, I don't remember. It was from a Curious George episode where they're at the zoo and there's something with elephants and peanuts. And that was my inspiration for the zoo clues. So without uh, without further ado, let us begin. Actually, hold on. Let me see. Can I see the date that this was created? Details. Oh, yes. 2012. 2012 that is a good time i was nine years old all right actually i think it was technically eight here anyway one day i went to the zoo early in the morning first i fed the zebras that always get fed by get fed at 6 30 a.m 15 minutes later i feed i fed the vampire bats fresh blood Then, after setting out the little tray, I went to the employees' room to fetch the peanuts. My daily routine was ruined. The peanuts were missing. Ah! It's A with like a bunch of H's after it. This writing is awful. No wonder I didn't even get selected. (laughs) How was I supposed to find the peanuts before opening the zoo? There were no peanut tracks. (laughs) Guys, I hate to tell you this, but there were no peanut tracks, so I couldn't find the peanuts. At 7.15, two 11-year-old girls came to the gateway. I asked the girls if they could help me solve the mystery. The blonde girl said, I'm Hannah, that's Sarah. She pointed to the red-haired girl. We'd love to solve the mystery, Sarah replied. I'm Frank, that's fantastic, I said, shaking their hands. So what happened, asked Hannah. I'm a great problem solver. Also, this this man, this adult man, is asking two 11 year old girls to help him. That is a lot of red flags. These girls should turn the other way. This is a shady old man. You don't know what he's gonna do to you. So lesson to all those Hannah's and Sarah's out there that a mysterious zookeeper asked him to help you find peanuts, Um, don't do it. Also, 11 is so young, but because I was eight, nine, I was like 11 years old, that is that is like adult, basically. These, these teenage girls, practically, even though 11 is definitely not that. As a 17-year-old now, I feel like, no, that's just not realistic. No. I told them my peanuts were missing. That's horrible, exclaimed Hannah. How will the elephants get fed? That's the thing. They never eat their food for some reason. I say confused but they seriously have super long trunks. (laughs) Okay, so apparently, the elephants don't eat their peanuts for some reason. But I'm like, I need to find these peanuts so I can feed the elephants even though they don't eat them anyway. But also, elephants seriously have super long trunks. Did you know that? That's so cool. "Do Do you leave a tray out every night? Asked Sarah. Yes, I put it in the spot where the elephants can reach it, I said, scratching my beard. Is the employee's room by the elephants, said Hannah. Yep, I replied. Sarah threw up her hands. I got it! Someone must have left the employee's room door open. Did you say the elephants have super long trunks? Yes, I said. I think you're onto to something. Maybe the elephants stuck out their trunks, grabbed the peanuts, and ate them all. But who left the employee's room door open, asked Hannah. Jeffrey, I said. I saw his coat hanging on the door. <laughs> this mystery is ridiculous. I eventually opened the zoo and people were piling in. Damn, people just really want to go to this dysfunctional-ass zoo. Jesus. Jeffrey walked up to me and said, I didn't mean to let the elephants get to the peanuts, Frank. I was just really tired, and I needed to go home. Anyway, I decided to get you a little sorry present. Hand me a bag of peanuts. Thanks, but the elephants don't eat their food. That's probably because I feed them from the tray you leave out every night. I couldn't find the tray. I don't think the elephants could either. I was too tired to look, and I wasn't able to go through the employee's room. (laughs) What? Thanks, I said before Jeffrey walked away. Now I could feed the rest of the animals and enjoy some coffee myself. Okay, listen. I have some questions. I I don't know what, what happened. That's probably because I feed them from the tray you leave out every night. But I couldn't find the tray? What? And I don't think the elephants could either? I was too tired to look, and I wasn't able to go through the employee's room. You know, no wonder this didn't win. It makes zero sense. So that was the Zoo Clues. Thanks for listening to that. We're at the halfway mark about... Actually, we're at 30 minutes. I don't know if this is the halfway mark. I was going to make this 30 minutes long, but this is taking longer than I thought. And also, I might edit this down, because I don't think anyone wants to listen to this deep of reading time with Tori. But we're going to... The last three things we're going to look at before we close this episode out. We'll make a part two later for sure, because there's a lot more here. Um, We have these three documents called The Unknown One, The Unknown Two, and The Unknown Three. No idea what these are. Oh, Jesus. Okay. These look like a bunch of weird quotes. Let me just start with the gist. There was a man who saved my dog's life. Maggie's tail was wagging in fear as she was stranded on the train tracks when right before the train struck. You just watched? Wait, wait, hold up. So apparently this person's dog named Maggie was stranded on train tracks, right? And this person just watched as the train was about to strike the dog. You are a terrible pet owner, woman. I'll well, see. Like okay. Anyway, right before the train struck, she was swept up by a man with a mask. He was as fast as lightning and handed my dog right to me. When I asked the tall, strong man his name, his response <laughs> was so magical. It was exactly this. Um, it's unknown, and I've been longing to see him again marina joe higgins so apparently this character marina joe higgins is like in love with this guy called unknown i'm guessing all of these quotes are quotes about this superhero named unknown that does saving things and there's three whole documents on it although there's only three quotes on this one i don't know if there's more anyway <clears throat> there was a man named the unknown i've heard about him and i think i have seen him he is a nice man Since he is a superhero, I have actually seen him save the day, Bo Sunnyberry. Now, Bo Sunnyberry, this name, is a story that originated at an IHOP. Because we were at IHOP, we, I don't remember, I think that was probably the last time we went to IHOP, because I don't remember going there ever again. But anyway, IHOP, Uh, my brother was reading the names of the syrups, and... One of the syrups was boysenberry syrup. And he tried to read it and said, "bo Sunnyberry. And we all laughed at him because we're nice like that. Um, I don't remember how long ago this was. This document itself, let's see. This was uh, April 2015. So my brother was no older than 10 when that happened. Um, He was probably younger than 10, but he was no older than 10. but Bo Sunnyberry, that name, uh, originates from that Boysenberry story, and I've used it a lot, and actually, um, when I was, when we, uh, were younger, we had this Batman, like, Batcave toy, like, a little set that had, like, a little Batman and a little Joker, and it was, like, this awesome house, and that house was where Bo Sunnyberry lived. Uh, he was a Lego character. We made, um, lego characters and we had like this whole like it went through different generations of things and bo sunnyberry was one of the characters and bo sunnyberry was married to this ice cream truck lady named joe and she had a twin brother named mike and those two characters are based on a lego ice cream set that is from the lego movie and so we had a lego movie ice cream set and joe and mike were the name tags on those lego characters and those were two of the characters in this universe that we created that Bo Sunnyberry was in. Anyway, um, so that's where Bo Sunnyberry comes from. Anyway, he, he has, he, since the unknown is a superhero, Bo Sunnyberry has actually seen him save the day. What a guy. Anyway. Oh, I think... This is, I don't really know, but there's in red. So the rest of the text is in black. This text is in red. I enjoy this article. I've heard about this unknown, and I would like to learn more about him. If you can get at least 10 people writing opinions on the unknown in this article, it will be published into the newspaper. I will gladly be one of the 10. Marina, your writing is excellent, and I hope you keep it up. Maya Helen Daniels. (laughs) Maya Helen Daniels. I think these are all made-up names that I just was like, we're going to slap them together. Also, I don't know why they had to have middle names, but they had to have middle names apparently for this article. All right, we got The Unknown too. <clears throat> there has been a buzz about the new superhero, in quotes. It sound like they don't trust the superhero. The Unknown. We have interviewed many citizens of Chicago to see what they know or have heard about The Unknown and if they have seen him in action. Here are the 12 interviews we have conducted. Uh, then we have the one we just read. Let's start with the gist. There's a man who saved my dog's life. Blah, 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 blah. M- oh, but Mary Jo Higgins is apparently age 30. We'd, we didn't have the ages before she's age 30. Then Bo Senniberi talking about since he is a superhero. I have actually seen him save the day. That is so cool. Bo Senniberi, age 25. And then we have a new quote. I have seen the unknown countless times. He always sweeps by my house and yells to my open window. Sup, Max? He's a great friend of mine, and I really am glad to be able to post my stories in the newspaper. Max Daniel, age 50. Actually, Max Daniels, sorry, age 50. Dude, this is just a chill 50-year-old man that's pals with this random superhero that knows his name for some reason. Anyway, I have seen him in Newsworks, and I would love to tell you my story of this incident. I think I know who the unknown is. His name is Beau Sunnyberry. I'm a very superstitious person, so you probably shouldn't believe me, but there was one time in particular where I noticed the whole town came to talk to the unknown, and the only person who wasn't there was Sonny Barry. He said he had the flute, but I never believed him. Oh my God. <laughs> the person, I'm not going to say this name, but the person who said this quote was actually a person who was in my class at the time, And I think I had a crush on him at this time. And that's why I used his name. That's actually really funny. Age 12. Also, this is a very astute 12-year-old. To be like, the entire town was there except Sunnyberry. Who's going to trust a 12-year-old boy? Anyway... I say I have to agree with last name in the previous statement. After he, Sunnyberry, read me typing up this article, he told me that that person was very wrong and he was not the unknown. I was incredulous. Marina Joe Higgins, age 30. Woof, 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 woof. Maggie the dog, age seven. Wow, that is so insightful. This is such a realistic article. Yes, I have seen the unknown. He was on my balcony once, watering my plants for me. I almost punched him, but he had already jumped off the building. I really don't believe in his meaning, because he is sometimes doing things that are rude to other people. What? (laughs) I don't believe in his meaning? What does that even mean? My friends believe wholeheartedly in the unknown's causes, but I do not agree with them. If you are reading this, Mr. Unknown, I think you should know to stay away from my apartment. It would be greatly appreciated. Amy Johnson, age 42. She's sassy. I think I just typed random ass ages and was like, hey, here we go. I have never seen the unknown, but I have heard that he is a very special man who should be honored. I would love to meet him. Based on what I have heard, I totally believe in his causes and purpose. My friends also agree with me. Polly Myers, age 23. I was just saved by Mr. Unknown. He is so nice, even better than my comic book heroes. Better than Batman. And then it's my brother's name, who's Nick. I'm not going to say his last name, though, because I don't want to share my last name, really, but age six. My brother was not actually six at this time, so I don't know why I made him six. Anyway, um, also, now that I read this, um, Bo Sunnyberry, we had also a Batman Lego set, and so we put the Batman, like, glider wings on Bo Sunnyberry, and he was, like, a superhero So I think this is actually based on the Lego set stuff that I was talking about earlier. That's pretty quirky. Anyway, yes, well, I was at the park, and he stabbed me just yesterday. I hate him. Yes, my friends agree with me. The unknown is a wealthy man. I think he wants to spend it on junk, and I think I know who that guy is. He's Bo Sunnyberry, and he apparently stabbed me, Nick Madden, age 80, eight-year-old man was stabbed by Bo Sunnyberry, disguised as the unknown, or dressed as the unknown. So I'm guessing Bo Sunnyberry actually is the unknown, and literally he's, and he not literally, he cannot hide his enter- identity at all, apparently. I think the unknown is nice, but I don't think he's hot or anything. I don't really have an opinion on him, but he isn't a bad guy. I mean, I saw him save a kid from a fire. Annie Medine, age 14. Okay... <laughs> No one talks like this. I think he's nice, but I don't think he's hot or anything. (laughs) I'm not attracted to him, okay? (laughs) That's so random. Wait, we we got some publisher notes again in red. I enjoy this article. I've heard about this unknown, and I would like to learn more about him. This is literally just copy and pasted from the last thing. Mary Helen Daniels, the publisher. Um... All right, we got the Unknown 3. Then we'll, oh, this is very short. This is a very short document. All right, here we go. Marina, when did you decide to save this city of Chicago? Unknown, well, three years ago. Marina, how come we have just found out about you? Unknown, well, because of this. Shoots, Marina? (laughs) What? Okay, so I, so we have this whole unknown article about, oh, the unknown saved my dog. He saved this kid from a fire. I think he's actually evil because he stabbed me. And then he just shoots in, in the middle of this interview. I am astounded by this narrative. This narrative flow is incredible. I did not expect that at all. That was wild. Okay. We are going to do one more. We're going to look at one of these shorter ones. Um, Let's look at news story one. I'm not sure if I made this, if someone else made this, or what. Also... This formatting is crazy because I remember, I was putting all these files in Google Docs just so I could access them more easily. Um, And I remember the formatting of this image was that there was a missing poster in the top right and a picture of a child reading a newspaper or something. And the formatting's all whack. So we're gonna try to read this. We got got this newspaper article, it's a news story. If you didn't see the news last night, then listen up. A few weeks ago, a young boy by the name of Harry Mango, not Harry Mango, Henry Mango, but okay, went missing mysteriously. His mother, Molly Mango, dude, get yourself a friend whose name is Molly Mango because damn. His mother, Molly Mango, went to bring him his breakfast, but he wasn't in bed. I searched up and down the house, calling his name, Molly says, but he was nowhere to be found. Also, I didn't end with a quote for some reason. Uh, Molly notified the police about her 16-year-old son. They were given a picture of Henry at the library. Posters were made and hung all around town. I wanted to make sure if my son was somewhere local, he would be found, Molly states. Well, the search team was was out and about. Molly touched all of... Henry's favorite places I searched the playground the library even his favorite hot dog place she says and still he was absolutely nowhere about 10 minutes into 10 minutes about 10 minutes into the search one of Henry's friend's mother Annabeth Nugget Annabeth Nugget her name is Annabeth Nugget I definitely got Annabeth from Percy Jackson because I loved that series. I still love that series. I'm actually rereading it right now. Um, (laughs) Why is her last name Nugget? What kind of name is Annabeth Nugget? Also, their last name is Mango. I think I just had a food theme going on here. Anyway, uh, one of Henry's friend's mother, Annabeth Nugget, called and asked Molly what all the cops and sirens are for. When she replied that her son was missing, Annabeth was in shock. Henry was having a sleepover with my son Toby at my house, Annabeth says. Molly called and asked if I could bring him home. I said it was fine and hung up. Then I saw how the two of them were playing so nicely and I was about to call back to ask if he could stay. But just then, my laundry was ready. I forgot about calling and had him stay. I woke to the sound of sirens and called Molly. What kind of mom just goes to sleep to her son and their friend playing outside... I don't know if they were outside, but they were just playing so nicely, and she just goes to bed after she does her laundry. She's like, oh, forget about my child and the other child that isn't mine staying at our house. Also, like, this mother calls to ask if the friend could stay longer. No one would do that. Why would you want to have another child stay longer? Unless this friend here, Toby, her son Toby... Uh, Had no friends or was an only child and she was like he just needs to be Have friends with Henry. Anyway Anyway, Henry was returned to Molly and she apologized thoroughly to the police The thing I remember most was when Henry wrapped his gentle arms around me. Oh So he was still at the house So Molly's just stupid. She forgot that her son was sleeping over and she just didn't Okay, this this is so unrealistic. I have so many problems anyway do I do one more? I could do a really short one. There's something called Nature's Voyages that literally is three sentences. Cheers, echoed across. That's the entire story. Thanks for tuning into that one. <laughs> uh, we got quickstories.docs. How long is this? Okay, we got two very short stories here. Also, I'm very confused because at the top of this document, There's, like, four groups of four words. So this first group is pencil, speakers, iPad, window. Then the next one is notebook, fire, chair, water. Then the next side is pencil, speakers, window, fire. Then iPad, notebook, water, chair. And then on the left, pencil and notebook are highlighted green. Speakers and iPad are blue. Window and chair are yellow. And fire and water are pink. What? I think I was categorizing things, but I... Okay, anyway story one i tapped my pencil rhythmically on the desk my mind was blank i gazed out the window hoping for ideas yes 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 perfect as the speaker's blasting music shouted in my ear i wrote "Susie came home from her trip ready to enter her house and fling herself on the couch but she couldn't for her house was aflame." i silently thanked the grill <laughs> All right, so in case you didn't catch what this beautiful story was saying, this person was trying to write a story, and there were speakers blasting music that were shouting in this person's ear, apparently. Susie's house was on fire in this story that they were writing, and this person was like, Thank you, Grill, for inspiring me to write about this person whose house is on fire. It's great. Okay, anyway. Story two! I was playing 2048 on my iPad when my brother came in with a glass of water and sat in the chair next to me. Out of ideas again? I nodded, restarting the 2048 table. However, the sudden disturbance got me thinking. What if Susie's brother was the one who set the house on fire? I turned off my iPad and started scribbling furiously in my notebook. That was a beautiful story. These quick stories were linked. It's the quick story version of the MCU. But it's not an MCU because it's literally the same person. Anyway, uh, last one. I keep saying this is the last one. We got My Math Poem. Oh, yes. My Math Poem by Victoria. Let's see, when is this from? 2012. My Math Poem. Figures. Three-dimensional shapes. Stacking. Creating. Fun to use. Geometry. That 's the entire poem. Thank you for tuning in to that one and i 'm probably going to leave this episode here i don 't know if this is interesting at all to listen to i don 't know um i 'm probably going to make a part two of this we 'll see, but I hope you enjoyed listening to my terrible stories. so that was just some of the stories that we wrote that not we I wrote um, and I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I had fun just reading through the- oh my God. <gasps> Sorry, I, I am so sorry. I was just clicking on documents and I found the list of all the Lego characters. I had forgotten so many of them and I just found the list of the characters that we made. Remember when I was talking about Bo Sunnyberry earlier? Uh, there was this whole like, there were generations of stuff. <coughs> I found the list. Steven isn't on here. Steven and Annabeth are a whole other group of people. They were the, the like parents of this all. Steven and Annabeth, my original OCs, beautiful. Anyway, they're not on here. But after Bo Sunnyberry, everyone's on here. Also, I spelled Daniel with two L's. Or not two L's, two N's. Anyway, so... Damn. They have last names too? Damn, I'm shocked by that. Wait, Mike wasn't Joe's sibling? Wait, why do they have different last names? They're probably different parents, that would make sense. Anyway, oh no, that's their maiden name? I am very confused. Anyway, we are done here. This is the end. I don't know how to end this. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you listen to the entire thing, I am shocked because there was no way this was interesting in any way at all. But that is all. That that's that's all she wrote. This is the end. Um I'll probably make a part 2 of these reading stories. Maybe I'll I am Han Solo was a character. Sorry, I am so distractible. Anyway, this is the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Tune in next time for more Tori Sorski on air, where I do random shit like this, talk about random stuff. Uh, The next episode I might do about some of my favorite games and why they're my favorite, or some of my favorite shows and why they're my favorite, like criticism, all that good stuff. But um, I'll see you next time. And this was something that I created for some reason. I hope you enjoyed, and have a great rest of your day.